Hi, my name is Ben Armstrong. Hi, this is David Koch. My name is Thomas Maurer. Hi, I'm Donna Sarkar. Hi, my name is Lana Montgomery. Hi, I'm Seth Juarez. Hi, I'm Aaron Thomas. I'm Jess Dodson. Hi, I'm Rocky Heckman. Hi, I'm Sonia Cup. Hi, I'm Troy Hunt. Hello, this is Wally Mee. My name is Reed Purvis. Hi, I'm Lars Clean. Hi, my name is Alan Birchall. Hi, I'm Adam Fowler. Hi, I'm Scott Guthrie, and you're listening to the Need to Know Podcast. All the latest Microsoft Cloud news, as well as industry guest deep dive conversations. It's a Need to Know Podcast. All thanks to the CIA Ops patron community. The Need to Know Podcast. Catch us on Twitter and Facebook. N2K Podcast. And online at ciaops.podbean.com. Hello and welcome to the Need to Know Podcast. Once again, we have crossed the threshold into a new year. It is January 2023. So wishing everybody a happy new year for those that you are back at work. Uh, again, looking forward to probably a more challenging year, but all the best. And for those of you lucky enough to be on holidays, enjoy it while it lasts. So uh, just a quick note here that this is now my 13th year of the podcast. We started back in uh, 2010, so very proud of uh, that fact. I'd also like to take a moment to thank everybody who did provide feedback on the last episode, especially the editorial around uh, MSP style uh, burnout or job style, career style burnout. Do appreciate that. It never quite 100% sure as to how that will be received. So it was good to see that some people did get back to me and let me know that they did find value with that. So if you do, don't forget you can provide feedback in a number of different ways. And one of the ways you can do that is directly send me an email to director at CIA Ops. Uh, don't forget to go and subscribe to my YouTube channel as well, where a video version of this podcast will uh, be uploaded. So that's youtube.com forward slash at director CIA. One of the goals I have for 2023 is probably to try and get that to around 10,000 subscribers. That's a, a pretty long stretch, I think. So appreciate if you haven't signed up to go and do that. I'll let other people know. I'm trying to look at putting more content up there on a regular basis maybe some videos in between doing these podcast episodes. So I'd like to get that to uh, around uh, 10K as well. So you can also hit me up on the Twitters, uh, Director CIA there. Also on Mastodon, you'll find me at twit.social forward slash Director CIA. Don't forget that you can join my shared channel in Teams. You can do that for free. Uh, The blog post is uh, listed here or just go to my blog and search for join my shared channel and you will find uh, that option available to you. Okay, next up, don't forget the old merch store. If you want to make a statement at your next um, live event there, please consider that. And also thank you to all the CIOPS patrons who make these uh, free content capable. Uh, The only way that I can go and achieve that is to have the support of uh, people via uh, the patron program so really appreciate that if you want to learn more about that go to www.ciaopspatron.com now one of the other things i'd really like to do is also get the podcast to a hundred thousand downloads uh, now because we've been going uh, 10 or 13 odd years that uh, makes it I suppose a little bit easier but I'm about at the 99k so again thank you very much firstly for listening and listening to previous episodes if you do know someone who you feel would get benefit please mention it to them and help me get across 
uh, that threshold, which should be in the next uh, couple of uh, weeks, I would think. So again, thanks everybody for listening and making that possible. Now, one of the other things that is coming up is the 300th episode. I'm sort of debating as to whether it's worth doing a celebration or not, or making it a bit different. So what I was considering doing perhaps is getting people to send in questions, AMA style questions that I can read out and answer. These could be on any topic uh, around technology, Microsoft Cloud, my business philosophy, um, you know, the history of the CI Ops, if you want, uh, my thoughts on you know, a number of different topics, I suppose, related to uh, technology. There's plenty out there at the moment. ChatGPT is also very big at the moment. So if you do have that, please use those feedback mechanisms. Send me some questions. If I get enough of them, uh, I'll start maybe looking at doing a special Q&A style episode for episode 300 uh, down the track shortly. All right, so with all of that admin out of the way, why don't we get in and talk about uh, the news? Now, surprisingly, there has been a fair amount of news, even though Microsoft is uh, basically on holidays, I think probably till about mid-January uh, here. So the first one out of the gate is the Azure Storage Mover. So this is a nice uh, tool that Microsoft has come up with that will allow you to move data from an N uh, NTFS-style share uh, into the cloud. So again, they use uh, an agent to do that. If you do need to move you know, bulk amounts of data from an on-prem environment, uh, this is a great little tool to go and have a look at. So again, Azure um, subscription there, but again, go and look and do a search for Storage Move Up. I'll make sure the link to that is in the show notes. Now, another one here is the attack simulation training. Uh, this gives you new insights into user behavior. So unfortunately, I suppose attack simulation training is part of Microsoft Defender for Office 365 P2. We don't get that with Business Premium, but uh, it is something worthwhile if you want to incorporate that capability to train users and to get feedback and to also see the trends and the analytics. So uh, there's more information there. So basically what you would do inside uh, the Defender portal is you would go and you know, create what appears to be a phishing email. You create a campaign, you send it out to your users, uh, and then you get you know uh, information about who clicked, what they clicked on. Uh, and again, there's some really good details in there. Then users can be required to go through a certain amount of uh, training if they fail or if they get caught by the phishing. So I think that's certainly worthwhile if you hadn't had a look at it. So that's tax simulation training. And remember, that's only available with Defender for Office 365 P2. Now, a really good video that I'd commend you to go and have a look at uh, basically uh, is this one here around managing your multi-cloud identity infrastructure with Microsoft Entra. Now, that is on the Microsoft Mechanics uh, channel there on YouTube. Now, Entra is, I suppose, Microsoft's rename or rebrand for its uh, security, you know, user level or identity level security, particularly uh, in Azure. But uh, I think probably the thing that really grabbed me in there was this thing called uh, lifecycle workflow. So the idea is, is that you can uh, set up a template for managing your user's identity over time. So this could be, for example, you know, onboarding users, this could be offboarding users, this could be, uh, you know, uh, for example, what else we got here, post offboarding and so on. Now, the downside, unfortunately, to this lifecycle uh, workflow template and much of the stuff they did mention in that video 
is that it requires Azure AD P2, again, which we don't unfortunately get with Business Premium. But uh, hopefully we should see something like this uh, along the path or some sort of maybe a cut down version for it. But the idea is, is that, you know, for these repetitive tasks like onboarding and offboarding employees, it's good to have a template. Microsoft's building those for Azure AD P2. Uh, it doesn't stop you creating your own using something, for example, um, you know, like Power Automate, you can certainly do that uh, as well. But having that as a consistent process, I think, is a worthwhile investment because it's something that you do over and over again, especially, you know, offboarding an employee to make sure that they are removed from all the resources and there's some sort of uh, auditability around that. But certainly go in, have a look at that video on Entra. There's some very exciting stuff in there. Uh, if you do have Azure AD P2 as part of, say, E5, then go and have a look, implement uh, those items. So I think it's really worthwhile and some really great options in there. It'd be nice for them to come to Business Premium, but uh, let's keep our fingers crossed for that going forward. Now, another article here about disconnected environments, proxies, and Microsoft Defender for Endpoint. So if you are implementing Microsoft Defender for Endpoint, I commend this article to you to go in and have a look and better understand uh, the technologies Microsoft uses to communicate from the endpoint into the Defender uh, portal there so and how to work that behind you know proxies and those sort of things also with uh, some information there on Defender for server so if you are operating typically behind a proxy server um, or that environment then again go and have a look at this article which again I'll post in the show notes for people to go and have a look at so the attack simulation one we have done so what's new in Teams? There's always something new in Teams. Uh, this is for December 2022. So again, a fairly lengthy article here. So you'll see that they've added um, the ability here to delete chats. This was a highly requested feature. So if you have uh, areas in your own chat uh, group, then you can go. Now this is independent from the channel's chat, I suppose. Um, we've got more reactions. We could always do with more emoticons, I suppose. People love their emoticons. Uh, so that's there as well. We can also add people to a group chat with that mentions. We've got uh, recommended people when we do uh, set up a new message. Uh, what else have we got here that's worthwhile? Um, there's some more devices here. I really like, again, anything to do with the Microsoft whiteboard. So have a look at that. I recommend that um, as well. We can bring our whiteboard to uh, ad hoc meetings. Uh, we've also got uh, more items here, more things around hardware. Uh, more certified devices if you want to go in and have a look at those uh, what else have we got here so we've also got the Adobe Acrobat uh, PDF experience in Teams has been uh, streamlined there that's uh, certainly a worthwhile option as well now SharePoint also had a roadmap uh, pit stop which was in his podcast but there's a summary blog post here you can go and have a look the thing that excites me at the moment that I would suggest that you can all go in and do right now is set up uh, the syntax pay-as-you-go. Um, that basically will set up billing to Azure. However, because it's currently in preview, you will not be billed. So the idea behind this is you can set up syntax to your Azure uh, subscription and then you can get uh, feedback as to how much it may cost when you set up some of these learning uh, models so that when the service does go live, probably February time frame, you'll know how much it is going to cost for you. So I certainly recommend, I think Syntex is going to be very big. I think it's going to uh, 
provide the flexibility, especially in SMB as well, because it has this uh, Azure billing, uh, which means you're only billed for what you use rather than having to pay a flat license for per month. Now you can get a license per month per user, uh, but I would certainly start with the pay-as-you-go option. So the article here will show you how to go in uh, and set that all up. I've set that up and had a bit of a play with it uh, as well. You can also search video transcripts on on stream uh, inside SharePoint. That's really handy. That's another feature a lot of people don't realize is capable when you do record meetings in Teams. They do uh, become uh, searchable uh, as well. Um, we've also got this ability here to um, you know, add to Teams with, with apps. We've also got some updates across uh, SharePoint, OneDrive, and so on. So the sensitivity labels has been uh, improved there. The OneDrive sync reports for admins has gone general availability. So if you need to administer a group of uh, devices with OneDrive sync, you can do that now in the admin portal. We've also got some search analytics that are inside there. Uh, as well. All right, Microsoft also has a new or an update as it says here, uh, setup site for Microsoft 365. So setup.microsoft.com. Go and have a look at that if you are setting up an environment. Nice little wizard now. That again to me indicates um, the fact that a lot of this is being standardized, a lot of this is being automated, a lot of this standard admin stuff is going away and is going to be done by the bots. So again, keep this in mind. This is another example of you know how easy Microsoft is making it uh, for people to self-service. Now, the other one I'll call your attention to, and there is a video here again on the Mechanics channel around the Microsoft Teams Premium. Now, again, you can sign up for that for a preview. I've done that uh, so I can get a feel for it. I really am keen on the premium features that I get with the webinar, with Teams webinars, so I'm pretty sure that I will keep that when it does roll forward to GA and you have to pay for it. But uh, the idea here is that you can certainly sign up for a trial to see what it uh, see what it is. So you get a lot more branding, especially around uh, webinars. You've got the ability to use AI to you know manage your sort of meetings a bit. You've got um, advanced protections here. You've got a better webinar experience and um, you can manage the end-to-end -end virtual appointments. So if you use things like bookings that make that people can go in and pick a time with you and schedule, uh, for example, we've got you know, SMS reminders and things like that as well. So again, if you haven't looked at uh, Teams Premium, I would encourage you to do so. You can do so with a trial, get a feel for it. I really like it because of the webinar capabilities or the enhanced webinar capabilities it provides and certainly recommend uh, you to have a look at uh, that. Even if it's for only one or two users inside the organization, I think it does make sense if you do need you know, those sort of uh, features there. All right, so we've also got uh, auto population of tasks due today uh, on the Microsoft to do. Really like that. And another big point I do want to call out here is that you know Windows 8 and Windows 7 uh, support ends on January, January the 10th. So uh, basically, as I record this, that will be tomorrow. All right, so um, if you are still have users or people out there using 7 and 8, you're not going to get any security updates or patches. In theory, we'll see what Microsoft, again, sticks to its guns. I think it will this time, but we'll wait and see. All right, so again, remember uh, Windows 8.1 and 7. If you still have them out there, they will go end of life, uh, basically, on January the 10th. Visio services will also be discontinued in February. So 
if you used to use uh, SharePoint pages, you could embed web parts in those. One of those was Visio Services. Uh, that is basically being discontinued uh, next month. You can obviously use the Visio web app now and everybody generally has access to the basic features of that. But if you have used it earlier on with the services embedded in your SharePoint pages, you'll probably need to go in uh, and make some uh, changes uh, to your environment to uh, suit that. So again, I'll make sure this uh, blog post is in there for you to go and have a look, see all the updates, get all the information uh, around that. And if I was you, I'd go and set up you know, a demo or a trial of Syntex and also the uh, Teams Premium. So you can get a feel for both of those while they are in preview. All right, so with that said, let us talk about um, Defender for Cloud Apps. So this is basically what was known as uh, Cloud App Security, all right, the old MCAS. Now, let me just go back to a previous blog post uh, that I wrote about the different versions. Now, there is some confusion uh, around the different versions. So technically, there are three versions of this. One is known as Azure AD Cloud App Discovery. The other one, next one, is known as Office 365 Cloud App Security. And the third one was the old uh, MCAS, but is now called Defender for Cloud Apps. So the Defender for Cloud Apps is the full feature. This includes all the features, all the items is what we will have a look at here. Azure AD Cloud Apps Discovery is something we get with Microsoft 365 Business Premium. So think of that as sort of a cut down version that focuses on uh, just the app side monitoring the web traffic and so on uh, that you get inside the environment. And there is an, another version there, which I do have on one of my tenants uh, basically called Office 365 Cloud App Security. I don't know if you can find that uh, anymore, but if you have a look at the blog post I wrote, you'll see that the prices are quite competitive couple of dollars uh, per user and we'll run over some of the advantages here but do remember that typically you only get the full version of the Center for Cloud Apps when you go uh, E5 uh, but we do get I suppose a cut down version when we use uh, Microsoft 365 Business uh, Premium. So if we have a look at the full version here of Defender for uh, Cloud Apps, you'll see the first thing you'll notice is it used to live in its own portal, so portal.cloudappsecurity.com. That is now being migrated into security.microsoft.com. So let us have a look at security.microsoft.com. So if we scroll down the menu on the left, you should find an option here called Cloud Apps. So in Defender, um, in security.microsoft.com on the left hand side you will find a section here called cloud apps now in there the first option here is called cloud discovery this is the part that you get with defender um, with business premium now what this basically is is um, it will monitor all the web traffic where your users are you know, navigating to what information is flowing, uh, what applications they're using, what IP addresses and devices and so on. Now, the important thing to remember here is how does that information actually get into the cloud discovery uh, portal? Well, typically it will need to either come or be ingested or connected from an on-prem firewall, but a much better way to do it is to use uh, Defender for Endpoint. So once we onboard devices to Defender for Endpoint, which again we get with Business Premium, we will then have that traffic being recorded and the telemetry sent up into this portal so that we can look at you know where our users are navigating to inside Cloud Discovery. 
All right, so again, you'll see in the top right-hand corner, you've got a, a number of menu items here. All right, so you can create snapshot reports and we'll talk about policy shortly uh, in there. So typically what I've got here is devices that have been onboarded to Defender for Endpoint, their telemetry data is being fed into this portal. So in here, you'll get a nice little dashboard that gives you an overall view of how many applications are being used in your environment, IP addresses, the total traffic, so the amount of information being sent up and sent down. You'll also get uh, the app categories and a number of discovered apps here. So you can see uh, in the list here, a list of all the apps that your users have in their environment. So whether they're using, you know, even things like Xbox, um, you know, Facebook and so on are being tracked in here. So if you go into discovered apps, which is a menu option, you'll see that there are lots and lots of applications here. They are rated uh, based on their security. So Microsoft assesses whether they're ISO compliant and so on. Uh, and then we'll go and give that rating uh, out of 10 there. Uh, and we can go in and, for example, sort this from you know 10 to 1, which is the typical, or we can go 1 to 10 and we can find the lowly rated apps on our environment. We can click on those. Um, to get a better idea of you know what they are, why they're rated that way, uh, and so on. So you can go in and have a look at all that information, which is, I think, very, very handy to give you a bit of a, a basic over, overview of what's going on. Now, probably more beneficial is if you go to the right, you'll see you have the ability to what's called sanction and unsanction an app here. So what that means is that you can effectively block the app uh, from being accessed. So for example, uh, you know, if we went in here and did a search for, you know, something like Facebook, uh, it will show us all the SaaS based uh, instances of Facebook. All right, and what I've done in this case is I've uns unsanctioned that app. So what that means is, is that will be blocked for uh, user access. Now, that integrates with Defender for Endpoint, the uh, indicators in there to prevent that. Now, the important thing to remember here is it will certainly block access using Microsoft Edge, but if you are using a third party browser, because the traffic is HTTPS for a lot of these now, it won't actually break or won't actually block those because it can't uh, intercept the HTTPS uh, traffic there. So you can certainly block it in other ways, but if you do use Edge exclusively, um, then you're going to be able to go in and selectively block these apps and control uh, what the users can access. I think that's a really good uh, reason to standardize on uh, using Edge. But remember that the integration here between Edge, Defender for Cloud Apps, uh, and Defender for Endpoint is the real benefit here. If you do use the, if you have people using third-party apps, uh, they'll be able to get through uh, that sort of restriction using HTTPS traffic. And if you want, you can set up your configuration to, you know, block third-party using third-party browsers uh, using something like Intune policies as another method there. So going back to uh, Defender for Cloud Apps, so you'll see we can look at the IP addresses that the users were accessing that information, how much data is downloaded on that. Now that can be very handy when you need to go and assess, okay, what's happened? Why is this IP address downloading gigabytes and gigabytes of data? Uh, again, maybe you have a Trojan or maybe you have something bad uh, on that system or something's just left pinging a website, so very handy. Which users have the largest downloads? Always very handy to be able to you know, track you know, who's downloading the most information and 
also what uh, devices are basically uh, being used there. Now remember, all of that telemetry comes typically via Defender for Endpoint uh, on, our, uh, on the devices there. Now, if we continue down to the Cloud App Catalog, these are thousands or tens of thousands of applications that Microsoft has gone in classified. So again, if we go in and do a search for something like Facebook, you'll see that uh, there's probably half a dozen uh, items there. So I've got Facebook, Facebook Messenger, Facebook Gaming, Workplace for Facebook, uh, and so on. It gives you a rating uh, for each. And as I've done in this case, I have uh, unsanctioned those apps. So that's going to be able to you know, block access uh, to uh, those sites thanks to the integration between Edge and Defender for Cloud Apps and Defender for Endpoint. But it's a really good way to evaluate any SaaS-based apps that you may have out there. We've also got the ability here to do um, app governance. All right, so again, this is going to be driven largely uh, by uh, policy here. You'll see that, unfortunately, at this stage, the app governance uh, is an add-on. So what app governance is going to effectively give you is the ability to monitor, report, baseline, uh, SaaS-based uh, applications there. So you can sign up for a trial and walk, walk through what it does. But if you want more granularity around the individual apps that are being used and accessing uh, cloud resources, then have a look at this app governance. It is uh, an additional add-on uh, typically with uh, most, uh, most SKUs there. Now, without doubt, probably the most, the handiest thing I find here is that um, you can monitor all your file activity. So typically what we've got to do is go and turn that on. Uh, and then what that will do is that will enable uh, the monitoring and reporting of basically all the file activity in uh, our environment here. Now that's really handy. So you can go in and look at a granular level of exactly you know what is each file doing, what's being accessed, uh, who's accessing it, and so on. So really, really handy, but you do need to go and turn uh, that on and have a look. Probably the thing that most people will use is the actual activity log. So think of this like the Windows event log, but uh, on steroids, but also uh, for the cloud. So what it will give you is basically all the activities that take place. You can drill into those activities. You can have a look at, you know, who made the request, the IP it was coming from. You can tag that IP address, you know, whether it's coming from Azure, on-prem, AWS, and so on. We can have a look at the user who's making that request. So for example, if you have users who are sharing documents, you can see you know, what document was shared, who shared it, when it was shared, for all of that sort of information uh, is available to you. Now importantly, up the top of these sort of logs is a filter. So you can go in and create basically a filter and you can say, look, I only want to see uh, this user, the admin user on these IP addresses during this time. Uh, and create that. Now that makes it really handy because you can save that query and come back to it and run it regularly. So if you want to see how many people are, for example, using a particular file share, downloading information and so on, uh, again, set that up uh, as a query and reuse that over and over again. On the right-hand side, you do have uh, an advanced filters option. So you can go in and create your own filter here. So you can say, you know, what's the action type, the alert type, uh, who's the user, what SaaS-based applications. So it gives you a lot of flexibility in the way that you create those queries. Uses a nice GUI. So uh, again, you don't have to spend a huge amount of time crawling through the information. Uh, use the filters here to work out exactly, you know, what you want to see. 
So I've also got the governance log here so we can have a look at, um, you know, apps that are, have been tagged and discovered and, uh, you know, you want to tag or you want to have a look at a particular set of applications. Maybe they've got sensitivity labels, those sort of things. He's going to give you that capability. Now, down under policies, we do get, oh, I don't know, 50 probably or so, maybe 30 uh, standard templates that you can use to set up alerts from Microsoft. So, for example, one of these is to log on from a risky uh, IP address. So you would take that template and apply that in your environment to create a policy. Now, if we go into policies, you'll see that, for example, you know, one of the policies here is suspicious inbox manipulation. So let's just click on that. You'll see that we have a name, a category, a description, uh, who it applies to. And then typically we set up um, a query to determine when that gets uh, executed or when that alert uh, gets activated. And we can then you know, save that um, to a or we can push that through a certain alert as whether that's email and what i really like now is the ability to integrate with uh, power automate so you can use defender for cloud apps to actually trigger a power automate as well and then down the bottom we've got the ability to apply governance actions around suspending the user uh, requiring them to re-enter their password and so on. So you can create or you can use Microsoft's templates to create uh, you know, the basic set of policies, but you can certainly go in uh, and create those uh, as well. So for example, one of the ones that I create as a custom is monitoring a break glass account, which typically doesn't have a lot of other policies applied to it. Uh, so you want to set this up so it will give you lots of alerts when someone does uh, use that. So one of the really handy ones is, um, you know, the one around impossible travel. Uh, you can set that up there so that it will warn you, you know, when the AI detects that a user is logging in from two locations that couldn't be travelled to within a certain period of time. All right, but there are lots and lots of options in here that you can go and uh, basically, you know, fiddle with. And like I said, if you want, you can go in and create, you know, your own uh, filter there. And across the top, you'll see we've got different policies around threat detection, uh, information protection. Uh, we can also integrate this with conditional access. So if you're setting up conditional access to be constantly monitoring apps and access, we can integrate that uh, with uh, Defender for Cloud Apps so that can prevent access, for example, on devices uh, that aren't appropriately registered uh, to the environment. All right, so again, my advice is that uh, have a look at Defend the full version of Defender for Cloud Apps. You do get just the cloud discovery capability with Business Premium, which is really good for monitoring users' access to cloud-based uh, applications. You know who's using it, what they're using. You can go in and set up you know, blocking rules uh, that will integrate with Edge and prevent them from getting to things, uh, which is really handy if you want to you know, prevent that, especially in the remote work and work from home environment. Now in Defender, the Defender portal here, which is now in security.microsoft.com, don't forget in the COG, uh, there are a number of settings there. You can change your preferences. If you want to, you can go to, uh, still go to portal.cloudappsecurity.com. All right, and that will give you, I suppose, a, a more options when it comes to uh, the feature set here. I personally still prefer this because you can see you do get, um, you know, the ability to go in and have a look at, you know, OAuth apps and those sort of things uh, as well. So I really like, you know, that capability um, to work around. It gives me more options. In the top corner, you'll see also here we've got uh, an option uh, with lots of. Um, I suppose settings, but the one you want to have a look at here 
if you go down on the left hand side you'll see that there is an option for integration with Defender for Endpoint so you want to make sure that is turned on so go into settings scroll down the list under cloud discovery find Defender for Endpoint and make sure that is selected so that will then uh, integrate those capabilities together now likewise if you come back to security.microsoft.com go to the settings capability uh, here go into endpoints one of the options here is also that you should turn on under advanced features is the integration with uh, defender for cloud apps so make sure that you have both of those uh, items uh, turned on so that you'll get the signals flowing uh, between all the items now i did mention that i did sanction a few uh, facebook apps there what when i did that if i go into the settings endpoint you'll notice under indicators under uh, urls uh, we should see our list of all the uh, facebook uh, urls listed there so that's one of the benefits of integration when i sanction or unsanction an app in defender for cloud apps those indicators automatically appear in defender for endpoint and that then marks them as people are, are unable to navigate to those or they're blocked basically but the good thing is it will do all of the appropriate ones for you so if you do that in you could do yes you could do that individually but to do that and make sure you cover off all the uh, domains and ip addresses and so on that you know that sas based application that application uses can be quite tedious so again this integration between defender for cloud apps and defender for endpoint uh, really makes a easy way to control access so again in a nutshell think of your defender for cloud apps as a mechanism uh, like a proxy server that will again allow you to record information and track all the information inside your tenant make it easy to do investigations queries to find out uh, what's going on from that you can also set up alerts which will send you know emails sms's can integrate with uh, power automate as well to give you better visibility over what's happening inside your environment so i think the full version of defender for cloud apps is a must-have even if you have business premium i certainly recommend getting at least one full version of defender for cloud apps putting that in so the administrator can have this you know total visibility set up alerts uh, and you know get better idea of what happening uh, in the environment yes you can go through the unified audit logs and so on but it does become a little bit tedious it's much easier to do it in this uh, nice uh, web interface here so certainly recommend that there's a lot more to defender for cloud apps but again hopefully that's given you a bit of an idea to go and have a look i'll put all the links uh, in the show notes especially the uh, article that i wrote just to hopefully give you a bit better of an idea but you can sign up to a 30-day trial you can go in have a play with it uh, understand what it does have a look and i think you'll find it's it's definitely uh, something that is you know absolutely worthwhile uh, in most environments and again like i said i'll make sure that the links are in the show notes for you to go and have a look at all right, with that, it's time to uh, round off. Don't forget that uh, you can go and have a look at all of the stuff that I do write about regularly at my blog, blog.coapps.com. Uh, don't forget the GitHub, uh, plenty of uh, free scripts and information up there. Been working on some uh, IoT stuff there. You'll find that uh, up there as well. YouTube, as I mentioned, uh, some stuff there in my slide share that you can download presentations and so on. Uh, the podcast appreciate people giving me a hand getting across the hundred thousand uh, downloads in total mark that will be fantastic really appreciate it. thank you for listening don't forget my online courses at coapsacademy.com and also uh, 
uh, consider joining up to the Patreon community to get all this information updates regularly. And I thank the members of that community for supporting me in uh, the work that I do here. So with all that, don't forget, you can always reach out to me, have a think about what you'd like to see or information or questions around maybe episode 300. Uh, send me some feedback, director at ciaops.com or on the Twitter uh, at director CIA. Super appreciate that. And let's see what we can uh, come, with, come up with. I'll make sure all the notes uh, and links are available for you to download when this episode goes up. Uh, And with that, welcome to 2023, and thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Need to Know podcast. You have been listening to the Need to Know podcast from CIA Ops. For training on using technologies like SharePoint Online or Microsoft 365, visit www.ciaopsacademy.com. By purchasing from the selections available, you'll be directly supporting this podcast. To provide feedback on this episode, visit www.ciaops.com contact.